Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where you don't need to be a sidekick in short pants to enjoy our show. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Grab your capes and booties, ditch your mentors, and look for that big T-shaped building in the sky. We're talking Teen Titans. Hey Ben, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. How how do you sound? Uh, probably echoey. Yeah, just slightly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> We've got a uh, a special setup today. We're uh, we're out of the booths, but we're still in the garage. We've got a table set up with three mics here because we've got a special guest, Cody Smith from uh, our local or my local comic shop. Um, he is a uh, manager. Assistant manager. Assistant manager. Give over, too over much credit. A, That's a manager. Assistant yes. to the regional that manager. Assistant to the manager. I get that a lot. <laughs> At uh, A1 Comics in Roseville, California, right up the street from me. That's where I get my books. Um, so, uh, hello, Cody. Hi, John. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. I super appreciate it. This is super cool. I love the comfy setup. Yeah. It's great, yeah. Yeah, this is new. Yeah, Ben's still in his chair, but uh, Cody and I are nice and comfy on a couch. Wow. This has been a good day. Cody came out and uh, and jammed with us. He was playing the uh, the old the old Git box. None of us had jammed with people in a while, but we'd been talking about it for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. I think like right right around the time COVID started, we were talking about uh, jamming. So I got to got to get get my drumsticks and uh, we played some some tunes, and it's been a good day so far. Yeah, I was a little nervous that I would fuck everything up, but I I, I think everything went really nice yeah i think i think we we all fucked up just as much as you did so we're good yeah yeah Yeah. we're all equally equally competent (laughs) um so i was talking to cody about you know things he would like to talk about um yeah we we like to try to get a topic that a guest would enjoy um and one of the first things he said was teen titans so i figured that's as uh as good good as any teen titans have, uh, have been there in my life for all of my comic reading career and george perez sadly just passed away so what uh what better timing to to do it than now definitely yeah especially with george Perez passing yeah that's a huge loss in the comic community and um huge influence on you know obviously co-creator of teen titans so i'm really excited to talk about it yeah i'm kind of a younger like demographic here i guess you could say that way to rub it in sorry i guess you could say <laughs> I, I mean like not to say like super super young but i will be representing the uh, kind of card. I was introduced to it from the cartoon, um, early on. And that was what got me into the comics secondhand. So, um, yeah, just kind of a different introduction. I'm sure to a lot of like the classic, like listeners that love the uh, original comics. We've had superheroes forever. Well, not forever, but for the last, uh, century or so. And, um, and you know, they had sidekicks. So you want a little Batman, you want an Aquaman junior or a prepubescent flash or a, a, uh, wonder young woman. When, when you're a kid, you know, it's not always relatable what's happening with these adult superheroes and their alien invasions and shit. And sometimes you want a little rebellious nature. You want a little bit, you know, something that you can relate to. Um, and I think that was the spirit of the teen Titans, you know, sidekicks themselves were introduced to, to give you a little window into there anyway, but all of a sudden you've got justice league where none of that actually matters. So it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to make a, a junior justice league. Because when they're all out fighting Starro or whatever they're doing, what are all the what are all the sidekicks doing? Because they're not there. Yeah. So I mean, if you want all of the 
amazing adventures and daring do of uh, of superheroes, but uh, but you want a little little uh, teenage pluck and sass and attitude, you've got your Teen Titans. And who doesn't want teenage pluck and sass and attitude? I mean, <laughs> that's a recipe for success. As long if as you I say you don't want to pluck some teenagers. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm surprised the CW never never did a Teen Titans show because every show they did was essentially teenage drama. No franchise was more ripe for teen drama than Teen Titans. That's wild. I never even thought about that. Like, I mean, I'd say the closest they came would probably be Smallville when they had like yeah. the little team for a couple episodes with Superman and Kid Flash and uh, Aquaman and Cyborg. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. There might be some people listening that are screaming. There is, I don't think it was on CW though, but yeah, like you said, CW was primetime, like would be the network to adapt something like that. But I think, yeah, it was either the DC universe or HBO max that did that Titan show. Yeah. And that's super yeah. angsty. I mean, like it's the most angst you could possibly get from a, a modern TV show. It's just weird. It took them that long. Like they yeah, did the exactly. whole Arrowverse. It's like, dude, if you want to do teenage drama, those are the guys to mm-hmm. do it with. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. sake, unless they wanted bigger names, like Aqualad wasn't quite enough. They wanted, uh, you know, green arrow and flash. Oh, yeah. Not I forgot. Flash. Green arrow was in the, in the, uh, the Smallville one too. It was, yeah. They did Aquaman and Green Arrow, yeah, in a couple episodes or something. Yeah, and I mean, there there was that show on HBO Max that that we'll definitely get around to. I I've, I've got a couple words for it, but yeah, I, I just remember that that trailer from I don't know if it was Comic Con or whatever. I think it was, but but when all of a sudden you have Robin sitting there saying "fuck yeah. Batman," you're like, "Whoa!" Like that's not CW, but yeah, totally. that was that was the DC Universe app, and now HBO Max. I I think it. Is it still going? I think a third season came out. Yeah, third season it? came out. And I, yeah, I think I want to say a fourth season's oh, still shit. in the works. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't wasn't the hugest hugest fan of it, but I mean, yeah, it's, apparently it's got its audience and people definitely like it. So yeah, streaming yeah. service. You just keep pumping shit out yeah, until exactly. people cancel. Yeah, until, like, until somebody with money <laughs> says, "Oh, I'm not seeing enough coming from uh, from your show there." But that was the reason I originally like I, I stopped watching it. I, I remember really clearly that the first season came out when DC universe, the like streaming service was being announced and then they had nothing else and I was paying for DC universe. And then season one ended and they didn't really like, it was uh, left on a cliffhanger basically. And I was like, I cannot wait and pay for seven to eight months of a streaming service that literally has nothing else to offer besides the one show that I want that now I have to wait a whole nother year potentially for season two. And yeah, I remember canceling it immediately. Yeah. It was so lame. It seems like they, like they rushed out, the season finale because it wasn't a finale at all and it was it was kind of some bullshit so it was hard to get back into once the uh the second one came in but i enjoyed the first season it was fun it was all right yeah i'd introduce some like cool characters and yeah it was fine i love i love the guy that played dick grayson i think i love huge dick grayson fan and i thought he did a great job even though the whole fuck batman thing was a little bit over the top and like and it's i don't know who's that's grabbing in it's but yeah it was the trailer company saying this would be this would sure be exciting without a doubt exactly i mean that's an odd relationship yeah there like there's some uh some weird shit i'm sure every robin at some point has said fuck batman (laughs) absolutely they they just won't put that in the uh in the comic books jason todd definitely did oh Oh, yeah yeah. (laughs) for sure yeah i I say i see stephanie brown saying that (laughs) yeah uh so let's get into our first impressions of teen titans what was our earliest experience with uh with this team um ben you want to lead us off full disclosure i read my first teen titans comic book yesterday Cause I'd never actually, uh, never actually <laughs> read a comic, well, a teen Titans book before, but my first impression was, um, 
the 2003 cartoon series on Cartoon Network. Oh, wow. It was 2003? That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. That's old. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that old either until I like looked at it. I was like, oh my God, 2003. Because I was trying to figure out like, which one did I watch first? I was like, okay, it was definitely that one because uh, that's like seven years before anything else came out. Whoa. Holy wow, shit. Almost 20 years, man. That's insane. So that really was like your, your like Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. I was eight. Yeah, I was born in 95. So yeah, 2003. Wow. Was, that was a huge show. For- yeah. I was three years out of high school Um, (laughs) watching it as an adult it's it stands the test of time spanned between generations of people now it's so good yeah it was great it did it did a really good job of kind of bridging the you know the it had humor and action and it like it didn't take itself too seriously Mm -hmm. but it took itself more seriously than some later Mm -hmm. entries yep which Uh, we'll definitely get to i it was just a good show it was my first introduction to pretty much all of the characters except for Robin. Like, of course I knew who Robin was, but yeah. like, everyone else, uh, I, I didn't really have much of a, an impression of before that. And so yeah. that, like it was a, otherwise it was a brand new team and it, that, that kind of formed the core of who the teen Titans are in my mind. And so when you throw other people in there, I'm like, uh, I guess they can, there are other sidekicks. Sure. Speedy can be in there. Why not? Yeah. But sure. Uh, what about you, Cody? What's your what's your earliest memory of uh, Teen Titans? I would agree. Definitely the cartoon is hugely important for me. And like you said, it was a great introduction for all the characters, pretty much besides Robin. Like you said, they had Deathstroke. I mean, so many yeah, comic characters. Even Nightwing, they focused on an episode on him, which was so cool. But uh, my other early introduction for Teen Titans was I got really lucky when I bought my first comic. It just happened to be Batman 440, which was a beginning of a five-part storyline that crossed over with teen titans called the lonely place of dying oh i was, I I was gonna oh, yeah, ask yeah. if i could call it out oh, i was like yeah, oh no, yeah. shit oh. yeah it was, it was like super super random and so like, good uh, but yeah after growing up on the cartoon starting it in 2003 so it was eight from about eight to 11 or 12 watching that and then yeah getting my first comic at around i want to say 11 or 12 too um just going into a shop and happening like i said just got lucky and picked that one issue that started off this connecting storyline between teen titans and batman at the time which was a five-parter that ends in I think it's yeah, Tim Drake, like getting his like full Robin, like costume appearance, but getting that Batman issue. And then at the very end, seeing that it was like, follow this next issue in Teen Titans issue 51 and rushing back to the store and calling, uh, like a one comics where I work now and asking people like, Oh, do you have this random? Like, do you have this back issue comic? <laughs> and they're probably thinking like, why is this guy called like what first appearance or like what a random, like uh, key issue is this guy asking for? And it was definitely not important at all. And probably still isn't important, but can tell the difference like when i get calls from people and they're asking for possibly speculative stuff or they're asking for title like that like a title that just happens to cross over in a story that they're dying to read and just can't wait for like the next part in that like three or five part story and um yeah that was super cool so hunting back and forth between shops and finding that five whole five issue um storyline was super super cool was it not new when you got it you no, just it happened was, to pick like an old batman back issue up exactly yeah, i was in the back issues at not a1 comics another local shop and um yeah hunted that down and then it was like i said just calling every local shop to whichever one they didn't have piecing together that five issue series but yeah like storyline i think is from the either from 1980 maybe 82 i want to say i'm pretty sure lonely place of dying was was late 80s because it was yeah. after jason todd's death because because uh tim drake is trying to get dick grayson right. back as robin yes, yeah. because batman's gone off the rails after jason todd's no, death right. it would be 89 probably yeah, yeah I think and jason he, Todd he figures out that. dick grayson's identity mm-hmm. and he's like you need to go back to being robin like that that that's actually i mean that story is so important to me like not only is is the uh are the creators 
great. I mean, you have uh, you have Tom Grummet making his his mainstream debut on Teen Titans, and uh, and George Perez is inking him, and then Jim Apero was doing the uh, the Batman, the Batman side, mm-hmm. and um, and that's basically where Tim Drake earns his spot as Robin. Because he he figures out who Batman and Dick Grayson are, and he says that you know Robin's important. He does the work. Nightwing won't go back to being a Robin, so he he ends up defying Batman, dressing up as Robin, and almost dying uh, in a fight against Two Face at the end of it. Like that that is actually one of my favorite Batman and Robin story arcs ever. Because Tim Drake's my Robin. It's a good one, dude. You nailed that storyline. Yeah, man. I can't believe you remember it oh, so well. Yeah, that was great. I uh, love the shit out of that. <laughs> it's a good one for sure. Yeah. I mean, so, and yeah. and to be honest, I I can't remember which uh, which issue it was in that story arc. But there's an issue where where like Robin is swinging in front of a bat symbol. That's the last issue. That's the fourth part. Yeah, cover that's, of the fifth part. That's yeah. one of my earliest memories of like a comic book on the newsstand in my oh, local wow. Rayleigh's. Nice. And that that one just made such a huge impression on me. What was on the cover of the first one? All those George Perez covers are fantastic. On the, on your Teen on Titans, the Teen one. Titans ones, it's a kind of a hard to explain. It's a black cover. It's got the silhouettes of like uh, the main team, like in the Does background. It, yeah, stuff, it has them like lined yeah, up, exactly, kind of yeah, like that Beatles yeah, album. Exactly. Yeah, it's a black, uh, but it's kind of got like white. I'm sorry, like white, yellow, and red, like kind of like hues, like to it. But yeah, that's the, totally. the second part. of I was it, trying yeah. to remember because there's also that one where uh, where Dick Grayson is holding the costume in the cave, mm-hmm. and it's got like the heads yeah. behind him. Oh, oh, those covers are fucking gorgeous. Talk about I've seen that. Yeah, Lonely Place of Dying is such a great storyline. Wow. And that was your first comic all I know, together. Right? That's what I'm saying. I got so lucky that like I just happened to get that Batman issue and like was just looking through the, the back issues and was like, I'm going to get a comic today. I want to get a comic. I think it's going to be Batman. And yeah, I just happened to get 440, not even knowing that it was one of five, basically. Wow. If it wasn't, I probably wouldn't have gotten that like frothing at the mouth urge to just go back into any shop yeah. that had it and call around <laughs> and just like, yeah, needing that next issue. You would have joined the lacrosse team. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, something college terrible. or some yeah, exactly. You would have gotten like laid at an early age, <laughs> like a cool dude. <laughs> now don't worry. Brian doesn't listen to this show, <laughs> but, uh, what was the shop? It was adventures in comics on, uh, Fair Oaks. Basically. Oh, still, shit. still a Stuff, great shop. Still yeah. yeah, yeah where where buddy yeah. Michael works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're back and their back issues were nothing like what they were now. I'm sure or what they are now, but, um, yeah, super, super lucky to go in there at the time. And I'm glad they had it. They were running a sale at the time. If I remember, yeah, they were like buy one back issue, get one free, if not like half off or pretty mm-hmm. much everything half off. Yeah. It was hard to pass up for sure. <laughs> Dude, those were so great back then when, when before, comics became big and i don't know what it what did it if it was if it was the marvel movies that reinvigorated the uh the uh the industry but in like the late 90s especially just my local comic shop at the time comics and comics and Folsom, would just have like dollar back issue bins and then they'd have sale days where it's half off and and i would just get a fucking load of comics i remember getting like 49 comics one day at, at a back issue sale it was amazing but like yeah, twenty five bucks, man. That's totally worth it. You can't do that anymore. Like all these back issues are like current cover price. It's, yeah. I mean, like I was Ew. at I was at your store yesterday and and you know found a little run like two bucks a pop. It's like all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah I can do That's, it. That's yeah, score now. My first impression uh, was uh, was the uh, the new Teen Titans Volume Two, which I believe is is a pretty legendary uh, run. It was it was the first five issues although i believe i only bought the first four there was a store called uh toy liquidators oh, I remember in, that. yeah in the, in the, in the uh the Folsom factory outlets and it was like a it was like a uh, like second or uh, second tier kb like i think they were owned by the same people as kb toys 
but they would get everything late and it wasn't always like the the greatest stuff you know you get the shitty like off-brand gi joes every once in a while they'd have some comic books tucked in like a back corner and i remember like the the kyle baker dick tracy comic books like the prestige format ones being there a whole lot probably because nobody bought them (laughs) they 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 weren't pretty um but there were there was a time where they had at least the first four issues of uh new teen titans volume two which was the terror of trigon story and it had nightwing uh you know by that point robin had become nightwing and then it had you know uh donna troy uh raven uh, yeah raven (laughs) of course uh cyborg beast boy i think at that point uh kid flash had was having trouble where like his powers were killing him so he wasn't on the team currently um i think jericho may have been there but i just remember those those painted covers and the insides were just fucking gorgeous. Like this is peak George Perez. Like I think it was, yeah, it was post crisis, but pre uh, infinity gauntlet. I bel- yeah. Yeah. It had to have been pre infinity gauntlet. Cause I think it was like 86, 87, like probably just coming out of crisis and that book, like it was interesting because, you know, of course I fell in love with the artwork and everything that he did with like bodies and shit, like making up the architecture of, uh, of Trigon's, uh, place. But like, it was, um, it was almost taboo. Like, like, cause it was a, it was a demon and there were like mostly naked people sitting around and it was like, you know, with my Mormon upbringing and I'm probably at this point, like 10 years old, it seems like something I shouldn't be reading. Were you but- hiding it under your bed? I don't know. I think my parents just bought it for me because they're like, oh, it's It's DC comics. Yeah, Yeah, we're fine. Um, But but it was something that I at at the time, I don't think I could really understand because it was it was so dark and and I I wasn't used to that. It wasn't Superman punching Lex Luthor like the the imagery was pretty shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, But but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Like it definitely it definitely made an impression on me at the time. No, that's great. I love that run. It's, um, it's not like my go-to run as far as like, yeah, like you said, volume two, but like you said, the painting, like kind of illustrations on the covers were, are so eye-catching, especially if you're looking through the back issues, like how can you not pick those up? The crazy, like, yeah, like the dynamic between Trigon and like Raven and everything. It's just kind of, it's so not just your standard, like Superman punching Lex Luthor, like kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. And it's not necessarily like pandering to like a teen audience where it's like, yeah, like we got school and like our homework, we got to finish while we're also like kicking butt and stuff. It's very <laughs> like family kind of like oriented. And yeah, you're the angsty teen who's got to take on your overbearing father, except he's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause that was one thing I loved about teen Titans, especially at that time was that um, I, I hope I'm not getting it, getting ahead of myself, no, you know, no. if I'm not bringing up, you know, the, their no, earliest no, no. origins yet, but I love how with, with Marv Wolfman and, uh, George Perez, like they allowed these kids to grow up. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, cause like mm-hmm. teen Titans, I mean, they were first introduced in 1964, um, in brave and the bold number 54 by, uh, Bob Haney and Bruno Premiani. And, um, at that point it was just Robin kid flash and Aqualad. And they were, it was just like, Hey, look at these teen heroes teaming up. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until their second appearance in, uh, in brave and the bold number 60, where they brought in wonder girl and they first called themselves the teen Titans. 
Yeah, I looked that up. That was the one where they fought like the separated man, which is one of the most <laughs> ridiculous fucking villains. Yeah, yeah number 60. Yeah. He's got like giant feet stomping on buildings and f- floating eyeballs that cry tears of fire. <laughs> yeah, I heard <laughs> about that. What the fuck is going on? Did you actually read that book? No, was that one of the ones you no, read? I, c- I couldn't find it. <laughs> like with Marvel stuff, I've got like Marvel yeah. Unlimited so I can dig into it, but uh, I'd have to like pirate that one. Yeah. I didn't get around to it, but I-, I flipped through some like images of it and watched it and it was... Uh, Interesting villain. I imagine there was a giant dismembered penis floating around doing something horrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> just stomping people. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like in in there in the uh, number fifty four, it was Mister Twister. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty, a pretty iconic cover. Yeah, just like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous so, so, is the so right silly. word. Yeah. Like a revolutionary war guy with a weird feather cape yeah. and a staff with a turtle on it for some yes reason? yeah turtle staff like, well, yeah sure dude <laughs> and i mean over time like uh, uh green arrows sidekick speedy also became a uh, a key member and then other characters like hawk and dove uh harley quinn who was duella dent you know it wasn't the harley quinn from the animated series aquaman's or sorry aqua lad's girlfriend uh aqua girl you know, all made regular appearances. Um, I know they had a they had a real rough time in comic books, like being super successful and popular until Marv Wolfman and uh, George Perez took over in 1980. Like they had been canceled in 1973 and then they came back. I think uh, it was Paul Levitz and um, Bob Rosakis, I think, or Rosakis uh, came back and like finished off that story arc that was happening from from then. But then they they sat dormant um, until 1980 when Marv Wolfman, who uh, who was on Marvel's X Men for years and had uh, had some experience on reviving a property and and actually fleshing out characters, um, joined up with George Perez and came up with what we, I think, what most people can consider the definitive Teen Titans arc. Like the the very reason that Teen Titans is successful and is what it is is because of Wolfman and uh, George Perez. Yeah, that's the lineup. Yeah, without a doubt. And like you said, like just because the importance that both of those creators gave to flesh out the characters and make the and you can see literally year by year the progression of them growing up and their maturity and everything is super, super good. I don't want to go too far off topic, but I love Dick Grayson and him being the leader of that team was I would say at least half the reason why I stuck with it and was like, Oh my gosh, like not only Batman, I love Batman. I know the bat family, but now I know this character is the leader of this team of characters, which is yeah, just perfect. And to see him grow into Nightwing and just as like a leader and everything and his was like the coolest part about it in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like if we're talking about justice league, I think, you know, I may have my own personal bias because Superman is my favorite superhero of all time, but it, it makes sense to me for Superman to be the leader of the Justice League. But when I'm thinking about Teen Titans, it somehow just makes sense that Robin would be the one leading them. Of course, yeah. Like he, he seems like the most competent, the most skilled, which is probably also the case with uh with the Justice League. But uh I think you can make an argument. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think you can make an <laughs> argument that if the Superman was not the leader of the Justice League for whatever reason the next best person would 100% be Nightwing, if not Dick Grayson. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Like, not even, like, if you can make an argument for Batman or whatever, but being Superman and Nightwing's relationship, or just Dick Grayson in general, he is the logical next step, in my opinion, to fill those shoes as leader of Justice League, especially the Teen Titans. But he, in my opinion, has all the great qualities that Bruce Wayne is lacking. 
as a leader and yeah. a hero and everything. So yeah. And it's just so well call. mutually respected amongst the entire DC universe. Like that, if that's one thing I've gathered from my reading of DC comics is how much, how well respected Nightwing is amongst every hero, no matter what, whereas Batman or some other characters get along with some and don't get along necessarily with others. Yeah. But like, yeah, Dick Grayson is, I don't mean to gush, but he, like, no, yeah, was, no. that, that was a huge factor for me as far as, yeah, hanging with it and learning the, uh, just, yeah, watching the other characters kind of develop too. That's a good call. We should, we should just re-record the intro and just make this a Dick Grayson episode. <laughs> I, know, right? I feel like he deserves his own episode. I mean, I, I, I think I'd feel bad if we didn't call our buddy Michael, if we were doing should, a, oh, uh, yeah, you should, a, yeah. a Dick no, Grayson episode. Yeah, He's the disservice. biggest Dick Grayson fan I know. And like, I've, I, he, he commissioned me once for a, for a Dick Grayson Starfire piece, which was really fun. Cause he left it up to me to what, to what costume to use. And I did the, the old Elvis original Nightwing costume. It's great. I guess speaking of costumes in that run, there are some ridiculous fucking costumes Yeah, in that, uh, like at least by the time he became night, like the original Nightwing costume is like disco Nightwing, oh, yeah. which is, oh, yeah. which is crazy. Great. Cause it's like, you're well into the eighties now. Like we're past the disco era, but he's got that high fucking collar oh, God. Yeah. and like, it's got the low neckline and, and then you've got cyborgs, weird BDSM outfit. Like <laughs> it's yeah. straps, it's straps and like, <laughs> yeah. bands and stuff all over him. And Starfire's Sags, I was gonna say, got yeah. like, you know, the, how, you know, impossibly Careful. not naked outfit because there's no I'll way accept that. that they will stay on her body. Like I, like a, one of the books I read yesterday was the one where they, they, they update his and her costumes in the early nineties sometime. Yeah. And her costume is like, it's like completely open on one side. Like it comes just down the side and then like around her crotch and it only has one side. I was like, there's no way that would stay off. Yeah. Like, that, I, I don't remember this? the exact issue, but that was a Tom Grummet issue. Nice. Yeah. And she uh, had like the giant fucking oh, yeah. hair of that course, came out yeah. like two feet from her head. Yeah. And in that one, Dick Grayson went, went like, like, uh, like spiky, sassy mullet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's the nineties now and uh-huh. he has a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and and the uh, the Wolfman Perez run also introduced us to what is the most iconic lineup. I think that that you know, anytime anybody wants to go classic lineup, or if they're designing a show like like the Teen Titans animated show, they look back to this one because that introduced Cyborg and Starfire mm-hmm. and Raven, and it brought back uh, Beast, Beast Boy, Boy from uh, from the Doom Patrol and renamed him Changeling at the time. It also um, Brought back uh, some some minor uh, or I guess uh, not iconic characters. They weren't sidekicks, you know, that were introduced for Teen Titans, like uh, Lilith, the magician, and uh, Mal Duncan, and um, Bumblebee. I can't remember her name. Whoops. Um, Was Raven and Cyborg and Starfire were they created for Teen Titans, or did they yep. exist prior? Yep, no, there was were, one yeah. other character named Starfire in the comic books, but she was completely unrelated. I've just seen some covers for it. It's like a lady in like a weird green unitard and she has like a sword. And Not DC. It is DC. Oh, it is DC. Yeah. Interesting. No, no. Yeah. And it was probably from around the same time. Really? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I've, huh. I've only seen covers. Huh. Interesting. Um, but you know, like we, like we've t- touched on like this book and I know this was, uh, or, or at least I'd heard that this was one of Marv Wolfman's um, edicts going into this, that he wanted them to grow up. He wanted them to evolve. And it was so much fun watching because like, if you see a Batman, you know, just starting out and he's age 28 or whatever, and then he's gone through years of crime fighting and now he's 36, he's the same fucking character. He's yeah. just a little bit wiser. <laughs> he's got more experience, 
but if you think about like somebody who's 15 and then going to the age of like 23, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. Like they go through so many fucking changes. Like that is when a person develops. And I feel like I got to see that, like not only with Robin turning into, into Nightwing, but with all of Raven's struggles from being an insecure child into, you know, embracing her destiny later on um, as a demon's daughter. You know, you get to see Wally West, who's Kid Flash, and then his powers are killing him. So he wants to settle down and have a family. And then he has to take on the mantle of the Flash when Flash died in uh, in Crisis. Cyborg and like everything, like I'm sure that was not to sound like super, super crazy, but I can't imagine that there were a lot of black kids reading DC comics at the time or finding a lot of characters like to relate to and like cyborg and like his like dad issues and stuff. It's just different. I would imagine like, and yeah, there's definitely, even if I, like I said, I love Nightwing, but there's definitely something for everybody as far as relating to a certain character or just seeing the struggles that, like you said, like you would deal with between the ages of like 15 and 25 or the most impactful and like life shaping for your, yeah, who you are. So. And that was something that that kind of killed the Titans back in the uh, mid 70s and late 70s was the fact that it was just a bunch of I mean, for the most part, it was just a bunch of white teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. the, and that, you know, it was it was at a time when when comic book readership was becoming more socially conscious. And even though they were trying to to uh, tackle topics like drugs and or I mean, as much as they could and um, and inequality, like, you know, at the, at the end of the day if you're not seeing people that, that represent who you are, then you're not going to be super interested in it. Mm. And I imagine all, if not most of the writer's room and bullpen there was, it was probably white men without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, Middle-aged white dudes. (laughs) Them trying to relate a relatable story for minorities, uh, probably didn't always come off the way it should have. I think Marv Wolfman was, I don't know if lucky is the, is the thing or skilled in that he could write, teenagers and young adults very well and very convincingly because as we'll as uh we'll touch on later on like there are certain people who can't yeah like yeah. they try to write spunky teenagers and it comes off like a you know 34 year old <laughs> dude trying yeah. to trying to write children <laughs> and um it's tough but i mean when when we move towards the late 80s and early 90s you know these kids are growing up there, you know, there was, there was like a Starfire Nightwing marriage, mm-hmm. uh, arc that I don't think they ever actually got married. I think Raven ruined that, but the, that also introduced characters like, uh, like the wildebeest and phantasm and Pantha and red star. You had the arc where, uh, oh, well shit. I mean, I guess I shouldn't skip over the fact that Wolfman and Perez, uh, introduced Deathstroke, the Terminator. Yeah, that's he's kind of a big guy. deal. Like, I don't really give a shit about Hive or Brother Blood, but <laughs> I mean, Deathstroke is something you can't not talk about. Yeah, that's a huge character and just super, super cool. I wasn't like, yeah, the biggest fan of the Titans interpretation. I don't think there has been like, a, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Joe Magliano is a pretty decent like Deathstroke interpretation on live TV. But yeah, the comics are super, super cool. What did he? What did? Because I know he had that like after credit scene. Yeah. In, um, yeah. See, I think I th- I think Joe Manganiello only only did that end of Justice League thing. I oh, think somebody right, yeah, else played him in the Titans TV show, and then we also had um, Manu Bennett play him in Arrow, who I thought did a oh, really yeah, good yeah. job. Was, oh yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that right, guy yeah. that guy was pretty fucking slick. Because I mean, yeah. Deathstroke all of a sudden he is a ruthless motherfucker who has like the skills and and abilities and cunning to 
rival Batman. Oh yeah, if not like, more. Like, yeah. He's got no, access his to ninety percent of your like brain skip, like total power. Or so yeah, that, isn't that his main like shtick? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think for a little while he was sort of immortal. I don't know. Yeah. He's gone through some it's weird Lazarus Pit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it was. Uh, I think it was Tales of Teen Titans when they switch from. The original new Teen Titans mm-hmm. book into Tales of Teen Titans for some reason. I have no idea why. I've always been really confused by this, but at least I got the timeline down. Maybe they were worried like 20 years on, they wouldn't be the new Teen Titans anymore and it'd be confusing. Well, I think so, but it, but it was only on issue like 41 where it went from the new Teen Titans to Tales of Teen Titans. And then they did that for like, I don't know, a handful of issues, 10 issues or something. And then they went to the new Teen Titans volume two. It's very confusing. Because then they were yeah. new again. Maybe they did that on purpose. They did Tales so they could yeah. do another new. They had introduced Nightwing really quick. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. DC had New 52 emblazoned on their books for like five years. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Also, fucking assholes for New 52 in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. We'll see that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I really liked Deathstroke's depiction in the like the, te- the 2003 cartoon, too. Like, oh, he was yeah. It was such amazing. a formidable just he, like super chill all you the time. Slade. Yeah, Slade, yeah. yeah. And they just, never say, yeah. Yeah, just very, uh, very conniving and always like working three plans, you know, yeah. like playing fifth dimensional chess and shit totally, yeah. with Robin and just fucking him over at every pass. Super, super good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just reread the um, first, yeah, that first storyline of the number, is it number two volume? No, number one volume of uh, Marvel from George Perez. Um, Teen Titans where Deathstroke's introduced and it's super super good stuff like you said like that I'm sure as like an artist like the outlines of uh, George Perez like on those characters are so detailed and like great like I, yeah I can't even like think of words to I, yeah my artist like vocabulary is probably like find so, the so words they're so limited but like it's, it just seems this cra- is an audio medium detailed. yeah it's just cra- yeah exactly it's crazy detailed and um, like you said like Starfire is just like crazy over the top um, like bodies and everything but super accurate and like yeah Dick Grayson's like super super ripped it's great stuff I, I, I'm fucking I love Deathstroke's big ass Buccaneer boots we need more yeah, Buccaneer totally. boots yeah man bring them back buccaneer boots have gone the way of the dodo man like captain america hawkeye deathstroke like i love me some big old buccaneer (laughs) and deathstrokes are like insane because like the fold is like most of his shin yeah down to his ankle like (laughs) even buccaneers didn't do that yeah those are like turbo buccaneer yeah those early extreme costuming i mean yeah and it was cool that, that he was introduced in in the way that his son was uh the ravager and he was he was contracted to go kill the teen titans and he failed and he died um so then deathstroke like picks up Where the contract yeah, yeah and, and he's he's basically there to fulfill that and he was also the instigator of probably one of the most famous teen titans stories ever the the judas contract mm-hmm. where they uh where he got a young uh tara tara markov who uh who had control over tectonic plates to infiltrate the team do you remember as that a from mole. the TV show? <laughs> like that, there was like an arc on the 2003 TV show where there was like the blonde group. Yeah, where yeah, it was yeah. the exact same thing. They literally did like a three episode, four episode Judas Contract um, storyline in the Teen Titans show, which was I awesome. They did, yeah. they did a movie too more recently, yep. but I haven't seen that. Oh one, yeah, but the, I heard it's really good. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It, I mean, it wasn't exactly the same, of course, mm-hmm, but sure, yeah, but it wasn't bad. I mean, the animation was good. I think in both of those depictions, they probably didn't have the implication that Deathstroke was uh, was sleeping with a with an underage girl, but uh, you know. But that's what makes the comic spicy. They evolved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. He's a villain. They yeah. do villainous things. He's yeah. a, a real shitbag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then we had a we had a Teen Titans lineup in the late nineties, mid late nineties. What did you say, Ben? Ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. Yeah. My, my, the note I took for it was Teen Titans ninety six. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's accurate. I mean, do you remember this lineup at all? Not at oh, all. Geez. It wasn't a run of comics, right? This is yeah, like, yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah. It was like it ran for uh, about I think twenty four issues. I think two two years in total. Who were the writer and artist? Uh, it was Jor- or sorry, uh, Dan Jurgens was the writer and penciler, and uh, and George Perez inked it at least for the first arc. Really? Yeah. It. I mean. I love me some Dan Jurgens, and that was right in the middle of yeah, my of my say, yeah. Dan Jurgens just fucking fervor. Like, okay, he's doing this, I'm in. You know, and uh, I mean it had it had people like um like Risk and Argent, I think, and Johto and Prism. And it was led by uh, by a teenage Ray Palmer, Adam, who yeah. uh who uh was turned into a teenager at the end of Zero Hour. And, um, it was just, yeah, it was a team of nobodies. I mean, later on in the arc, they brought in, uh, they, you know, they crossed over with classic Titans like, uh, Nightwing and Flash and Tempest, who was Aqualad, but he, he had changed his name to Tempest at the time, um, probably to, to drum up new readers. Cause it was tough. And like I alluded to earlier, not everybody should be writing teens. <laughs> Dan Jurgens, love him to death. He's one of my favorite creators of all time, but it just smacked of somebody who didn't understand teenagers trying to. And and the costumes were pretty awful. It's tough because you've got at a certain point you're too far away from having been a teen to really like if I had to write some teenager shit now it would be it'd be tough cuz like I have a teenage I've teenage children. But like my view of them and their view of them, I have a feeling is considerably different. Yeah, I don't understand them. Like I, I would have a hard time writing for teenagers and not being patronizing. Yeah, to get, <laughs> to get their voice and like everything. I yeah. can't believe this one. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about this. This one does not look good. You're yeah, absolutely yeah. Right. <laughs> if I was looking in the back issues, I would pass over this for sure. You know, if if I saw that entire run for like a buck a pop. I would buy it really? just, be, just, just because of the art. Wow. Yeah, I've got, I've got such a love for, for Good those creators. Yeah. Oh, and they also brought in Lilith. She was big on that, but, but it is, it's not good. Wow. I can't believe I certainly totally not classic. Yeah. Um, and it was shortly after that where, where they, they relaunched, um, two books that weren't teen Titans, but they were carrying on the spirit. They, they did the Titans, Oh, and I'm skipping over like Team Titans and oh, New yeah. Titans from can, the uh, from the late those. 80s. Yeah, yeah, We'll get to the Jeff John stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but there was uh, there was Titans by uh, writer Devin Grayson and artist Mark Buckingham, and that was really good. It brought back the original lineup um, with some young new members like uh, like Damage and. Um, Jesse quick and shit, but, but there was Nightwing, there was Donna Troy, there was, uh, uh, Roy Harper's, uh, Arsenal and fucking Wally West flash. Like it was, that's great. Yeah, it was Starfire. Cool it was yeah. everybody we wanted to see. I don't know if Raven was back for that, but I'm sure beast boy was, but it, Oh, and, and there was like a, a weird metallic, uh, cyborg, like, like full, like made of metal. Oh, I was still cyborg. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was all golden. I really enjoyed that book. It was pretty good. It was fun. It was an update of, of the classic lineup, but then there was also, and I think this is something that people understand a little more. There was young justice. Yeah. That's another one for sure. Yeah. I, I completely missed the boat on that when it first came out, but purely just from the oh, yeah, raging fan base. You were me, just yeah. a baby. I was, yeah, I was probably like, it was maybe like 10 or so, but it wasn't, I don't know why I missed it on 
what was it, Cartoon Network that it was? Oh, I'm not even talking no, about no, the TV talking show. About the comic. Oh, you're talking oh, about the comic, right, yeah. oh, the Young Justice comic. Oh, no, excuse <laughs> me, yes. Young Justice comic, for sure, yeah. Yeah, which really. I never read. I watched the show, but never. I never read the oh, book. Oh, man. See, I love that that comic book series. Peter, it, is Peter it David, Superboy in it? Is, is yeah. that why? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was yeah. Peter David and Todd Nock, who at that point, that was my earliest introduction to Todd Nock's artwork. Um, and yeah, it was Superboy, Tim Drake Robin, who was my Robin. And then Impulse, and then I had Wonder Girl and Arrowette, and a new uh, like Ghost Girl named Secret. But I mean, that's what I wanted to see. And like I'm sitting here looking at Teen Titans, and like I understand the old Teen Titans couldn't have Superboy. It was Superman when he was young, even though the original, back when the uh, the Teen Titans were originally formed, Wonder Girl in comic books was young Wonder Woman, like Superboy. So it created this weird continuity error because bob haney uh, the writer didn't give a shit and he's just like whatever it's wonder girl <laughs> so they had to they had to create I mean, some new character yeah, yeah and and yeah. it actually had like ramifications that reverberated through time where everybody's just like who is like there, yeah. there was a legendary storyline called who is donna troy and then another one later on called who is troya because her her origins were always so shifty and weird but yeah i I want the second there was a Superboy in the in the early 90s, you know, like, of course, put him in the fucking Teen Titans. So all of a sudden it was a team for me because it had the young heroes that that I grew up with. And that one ran for like 50 something issues. Mm -hmm. And it was I, I don't know. I, I personally loved it. But then I think I think this is what you're waiting for. I have a feeling this <laughs> this one's special to you. Titans and Young Justice collide and they they integrate themselves into jeff johns and mike mccone's teen titans relaunch in the early 2000s i think my notes say 2003 yeah i don't think i'm gonna argue with that you That's see, what you see i'm pretty so sure the, so it's the sa same year the cartoon came out oh no shit yeah oh that's right i did hear that somewhere because they 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 both have the youthful invigorated spirit like that that was in my opinion such a um a good coming together of of everything you you loved and everything you currently love. It had Superboy, it had Tim Drake Robin, it had Impulse turning into Kid Flash, and then it had your classics as well. You had your Cyborg and your Starfire and your Raven. If I was a speedster hero and my name was Impulse, I don't think I would change it to Kid Flash. Oh yeah. Impulses. I think I'd stick awesome. with impulse. Yeah. Love impulse. <laughs> like, and that's hey, a great addition. Yeah. I want to go with like my cool own name and I'm just going to be the kid version of this other guy. now. <laughs> you know, there was something that, that I noticed in comic books where like, especially in young justice impulse was known for living up to his name and being impulsive and just being just a fucking kind of a dummy, mm -hmm. like, yeah, like moving bad, yeah. before he thought about things. So I saw it as sort of a maturity of the character where he, where he's like, I'm going to embrace the legacy, become kid flash and do things a little more correct. And I feel like he was written that way too, for better or worse. Maybe I can see. That. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, that seems like a good answer for that. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, Jeff Johns is the man at reinvigorating properties. Like he'd already proven okay, himself yeah. on green lantern and oh wait, no, this, no, this might've been before green lantern and flash. Cause I think, I think that was he, like yeah, 2004 was it, yeah. when he was doing green lantern, when he brought back Hal Jordan. Yeah. I think before, yeah. But he'd green done lantern justice society. Yeah. But yeah. He was, he had done all his justice society. So maybe wow. that's when, yeah. Nice. Good for him though. But yeah, I wish, man, I can't believe that came out in the same year that the cartoon network showed it. I wish I would have had somebody that read comics that like took me after 
being introduced to the sh- cartoon show and been like, here, come check out this store. There's, they got comics and they're just starting off on a new number one for Teen Titans. You mm-hmm. totally get into this. And like you said, it goes for like 40 to 50 plus issues. And yeah. And this may seem weird because that was, you know, almost a couple decades ago, but that was kind of where I dropped off with Teen Titans and Titans as far as comic books go, because there was, I mean, there was the new 52 relaunch, which just destroyed continuity. Like, like all of a sudden, just the Teen Titans hadn't existed. And now they've got a weird fucking Superboy and a weird Tim Drake, Red Robin yeah. and a Wonder Girl who's completely different. And like what they did with a bunch of new 52 shit, like it's supposed to be kind of new and there wasn't anything, but then people still end up referencing shit that happened. I can't remember who was writing Batman at that point, but they were just like, fuck this. I'm just going to keep writing Batman the way I want to write Batman. Yeah, I think it was Grant Morrison was yeah, was, was, Grant, uh, yeah. was writing Batman yeah, Incorporated. Like, yeah, well, yes, it was Batman Incorporated. Yeah, he was just like, eat shit. Fucking new <laughs> reboot my ass. I'm yeah. going to do Batman like I want to do Batman. Yeah. It's like, good on you, dude. Yeah, and like Jeff Johns on Green Lantern. It seemed like he wanted to incorporate some changes. Like he he did the costume change, but like his storyline just kept going. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and other books were referencing events from Titans books past, but... The but the but the core Teen Titans title was saying none of this ever happened. This is the first Teen Titans team. But there's also like two new characters that they introduced. Like, yeah, and I can't even remember. Yeah, was, Bunker was yeah, was one of them who yeah. could make like psionic bricks. Yes, and uh, yeah, but it didn't stick with me super super well. Yeah, I don't I remember. remember the I other fell one. off and yeah, I just read the Nightwing series at the time. It was New Fifty Two was, was rough. better than that, but yeah, not great. <laughs> well, and and you know, Teen Titans to me, New Fifty Two was probably the worst offender of what what bothered me about new 52 as a whole was that it seemed like the 90s again it seemed like extreme 1994 except it was 2011 and i couldn't understand it we had scott labdell writing it and i'm sorry but it was trash it was just it really felt like being back in the mid 90s when comic books were very poorly written and, you know, they, they even started introducing some, uh, some wild storm characters into there. And it just, you know, like gen 13 characters started popping up from like, man, like in teen Titans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, fucking Fairchild showed up and, uh, what? and grunge, I think. Yeah. And they had this whole, this, uh, this art called like the calling like a year in or something. It, yeah. It was, but like, it was just straight <laughs> was up, but. but, and, um, Brett Booth's art was gorgeous. Cause I, I love me some Brett Booth, even though he's very nineties, but, um, yeah, it was rough. But after that, I mean, there've been a couple other Titan series and there was a teen Titan series where Damien took over in the lead. Mm, the rebirth one. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and did you read any of those? Cody? I did. Yeah. That one was fine. Um, I was, I'm not a huge Damien fan, but that one, like you, I think had more of the teen Titans, like heart that you said. And like, okay. the, then the kind of Damien takeover was a fresh, even though I don't like the character, I think it was a different leadership, like dynamic for them as opposed to having, someone like dick or uh gosh at the time like um tim, tim Drake. yeah tim leading the team who everybody mutually respects uh yeah it's kind of appealing and different to have uh damien leading the team and having everybody know that he's qualified but not necessarily like, yeah has to earn that respect and everything kind so, of a yeah. little shit exactly a terrible yeah. little shit I hate Insufferable damien. I don't piece of shit. It, yeah yeah no no no. we can talk about damien that character fucking sucks yeah he's a bitch yeah i don't know <laughs> are there damien like there's got to be there damien are fans there are people that there, like right? every time you'd be surprised i work at a comic book store and every time damien gets brought up i would say nine times out of ten it's but it's people that absolutely love the character and just find him so interesting for some reason i'm like you know he's a 
just an ungrateful bitching little shit for 99% <laughs> of his dialogue and like, and times just, yeah, just ungrateful, terrible little shit. But I mean, Hey, if you, if that's what you're, if you like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what you relate with. I yeah. Love, yeah. Yeah. The younger generations <laughs> say, come, here comes the old man saying, uh, rotten little shits. I love villains in movies. Like I love, like if you can make a likable villain or whenever a villain is like unapologetically terrible and mean, that's mm-hmm. for some reason, like switches off in my brain. And I'm like, Oh, I love that. That's so menacing. And you're a good villain. Yeah, exactly. But having a, uh, someone who has all those attributes that's supposed to be a hero, you're like, that's the recipe for the most hated hero you could ever imagine. Yeah. Right? Just it's weird because yeah. it seems so common now to have your your protagonist just be a, an unsufferable prick or yeah. or someone that just is is entirely irritating. It just happens a lot. And I don't I don't get the trend. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it sucks that that we can't really come up with any sort of reason why that is other than to be the old fucking men going, well, that's just cause what that's what these little shits are these days. Yeah. That's what they know. So that's what they're writing. These fucking 23 year old comic writers just growing up being insufferable pieces of shit. I don't maybe, know, man. Maybe, I don't oh, know. sorry. I know. I know no, you're, no. Uh, you're close to that. No, age. no, no. Whoops. It's, it's completely fine. No, <laughs> you're absolutely totally. I right. mean, it's funny how, like, if you want to see the difference in the times, like, Damien isn't entirely different than what Jason Todd was. Oh no. Yeah. And in the late eighties, people People, voted to kill Jason Todd. I was like, people wanted him to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So same exact thing. I mean, when they killed off Damien early on in, uh, in new 52, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, good. Get him out of here. And then people fucking pitched a fit. I think and it was Grant Morrison. Back. Wasn't it in yeah. Batman Incorporated? Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. It's ridiculous. But like you said, great comparison to Jason Todd. Yeah, Jason Todd, another unlikable character. But I feel like he's got some development over the years. So, yeah, well, I mean, I hope if they... Uh, if He's still kind of an asshole. He's, even still an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's definitely an asshole. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's someone who Batman, if they were being consistent with the character, Batman would have put him down. Yeah, without, like, oh, not killed doubt, him, yeah. but like he'd have him locked Taken, up. Yeah, like Jason Todd would not be out there killing people using the skills that Batman gave. Him. Yeah, I don't think Damien's too far far off. Yeah, no yeah, shit. God, he's, yeah, it's annoying. Seems like he's here to stay at this point. No kidding. Yeah, the people he's have been spoken, around long enough. The yeah. young, the, my demographic has spoken, and apparently they love him. So <laughs> let's keep him. And so from here, we I I think we've pretty much done it as far as comics go. Do you guys want to take a break? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Chris and Lance asking you to check out our podcast, Comic Book Keepers. Each episode features one hero, villain, team, or series. Learn history behind a wide variety of comic book characters and creators. Get recommendations on what storylines to read. Uncover how characters were created. Highlight adaptations in media and answer comic fandoms what if questions. You can find us on all major streaming platforms or on most social media at CBKCast. And remember, Keep your friends close, but your comic books closer. Welcome back, John. Welcome back. Wait, are we recording? Yeah. You son of a <laughs> bitch. How so long have quick. we been recording for? Like two minutes. Oh, that whole time. Yeah. Okay. So you were just waiting to get me. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I wonder how much of that is going to actually make it in. You'd be out peppering a lot of it. Yeah. None. Yeah. None. Probably. That's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, all right. So we're back. Uh, how was your break, Ben? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Just good. Everything's good. Good. Always good. What about you, Cody? How it was, was your break? Yeah, it was a nice break. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. What about you, John? How was your break? It was. It was good. You feel adequately broken? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good and broken. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we're so descriptive right now. Uh, it makes me think of that, that, oh, geez, why am I referencing this? That, that, uh, that Brendan Fraser movie, I think it was Bedazzled, <laughs> where, where Elizabeth Hurley was the, uh, the devil. I have never seen that movie. I've seen little bits and pieces. Angelina loves that movie, but there's a part where he's playing like a pro basketball player. And she's like, yeah, I think we played good. And she's like, hey, uh, how was this tonight? It was good. That's Brendan Fraser as a pro basketball player? Yeah. I mean, his mouth yeah. was doing that, too. No, I know. I mean, I mean, I it's an it's... audio medium, but yeah, that's yeah. what he was doing. Sweet. That's, that's about my level of descriptiveness when it comes to why I like something. Yeah, it is good, and you like it. Um, all right, so let's get into other media of, uh, of the Titans. So I want to talk about a little cartoon series called the Teen Titans. You guys ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Well, back in 1960-something, Filmation put out a, uh, a few shorts called the Teen Titans that uh, I didn't do any research on, so I don't know anything about it. Was it like Superman or Super Friends style? Art? No, it, it was before that. So it was back oh, when, uh, when Filmation did a line of Superman, Superboy, Batman and Robin, and Aquaman cartoons. And then they also had uh, some DC superhero shorts that uh that had like the atom and flash and hawkman and teen titans really good and i saw them years ago all i remember about this and wow i really should have researched this if i was going to bring it up at all but all i remember was that kid flash had dark hair and his costume was weird (laughs) i don't even remember if robin was there from 67 man that's crazy i had no idea that's can you even see much of Kid Flash's hair? I guess he has. It's kind of open on oh, the top. Oh, it's totally right? open yeah. on the top. Yeah, From he's he's a yeah. fucking ginger. Does this <laughs> does this hair catch fire? I imagine it would, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How can you protect from that? I mean, yeah. you can. You Star Labs can like build the clothes and everything that don't burn up. But how do you protect your hair? Yeah. I, I imagine he's got to have just the shittiest hair everywhere he goes. I guess they would say that like his like rapid like speed healing extends to his hair yeah yeah or like like the like the speed force aura sure that yeah, protects exactly, him yeah. from friction all right so here gentlemen is an image from the filmation teen titan series which does not feature robin it, it appears to feature kid flash speedy aqualad and wonder girl what why no robin that's crazy okay yeah so that's yeah it's not quite super friends but it's uh it's a weird kid flash for the yeah, people listening yeah, that, john yeah, that, is showing ben a picture on his phone right yeah, now. Yeah, that that he's uh, now showing me. Oh wow! That's yeah, crazy. that costume. Yeah, sucks. like you said, super super frenzy. Yeah, super super frenzy. Like, oh man! I mean, if you actually watch the series, you will wish it was super frenzy. There it is. Our one per episode. <laughs> Ben's phone going off. Wow, that's crazy. And that's yeah. the same animation that they used for like all those other like the characters you said, like Hawkman and like yeah, these filmation. Cartoons were not great from the sixties. I mean, I have a real love for them because I I grew up watching them on on VHS. Um, but yeah, they are. I wonder if they're on uh, not great HBO Max or something. They're not currently. Um, I believe some of them were on um DC Universe when that app existed because they had so much content um that had never you know been released were other being, than. Or was that a joke? Were you being facetious? No, I'm being serious. Oh, oh you're saying like like they actually had so much content that they didn't release? Yeah. I'm sorry. Let's move on to the uh, 2003 Teen Titans cartoon series that you guys both seem like the authority on because, spoiler alert, I don't know why I even said that. It's not a spoiler. I didn't really watch much of that show. Really? I, I remember it was, uh, I mean, it was 2003 Cartoon Network. I was watching, 
I was watching. You were watching? watching. I don't know what watching is. Oh, we need to come up with a definition for that. That I really watched when I saw that one. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was watching a lot of Cartoon Network during that era yeah. of my life. I mean, that's like when Adult Swim was like really taking off. Yeah. And uh, Teen Titans was one of those like new shows they got. And I think it was also aired on broadcast TV somewhere, but I watched it. It's probably Kids WB. I was yeah. literally, I just, if, it, yeah, that doubled up sometimes. That, that was sometimes. Something yeah. like that. But yeah, I, I definitely caught it on Cartoon Network and uh, yeah, it was solid. Like it was, like I said, it was my first introduction to these characters and it, it was fun because it was fairly nuanced. Like, like it was deeper than a lot of superhero shows. Like, like, yeah, I love Batman, the animated series and it's you better, but it doesn't, uh, you know, the characters don't change or grow and they don't, you know, they're just kind of what they are Yeah, and, and they're great and I mm-hmm. like it. But the, the 2003 series was like, it was telling a, a story with a through line. It wasn't just uh, not so every episodode yeah, was exactly, its own yeah. thing. Like it's, it's, it was telling a larger narrative and it had like, you know, the peril of the day shit for each episode a lot of the time, or sometimes multiple episodes, but it, the story of the characters kind of went all the way through totally yeah and that was cool like that's animation started taking itself a bit more seriously around that time i think Mm -hmm. and this one was was indicative of that yeah there was something about it where i don't know what it was i mean maybe i just wasn't into serious no because i was was into like the bruce tim justice league stuff which i believe was happening concurrently um but but i don't know i i I don't know if maybe that was early on in my, like, this isn't what I read in the comics, so I don't like it sort of thing. You know how it had, it had Robin and it had the classic lineup, but for some reason it just, it didn't seem like it was right out of the comics, like the Bruce Tim stuff. So maybe I just considered it lesser. I don't know. I read a couple issues or read, I watched a couple episodes and, and it just wasn't really my cup of tea. The animation was a little bit different. That like it was a little more cartoony than like the Justice League stuff was. Yeah, and and like even though it didn't, it wasn't as cartoony as like the Teen Titans Go yeah. stuff that came after. Like there was still the the booyah of Cyborg and the like. I want snacks all the time of Beast Boy and Cyborg in that, and and yeah, it, it seemed like it was goofier. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a little more immature. Yeah, they really dumbed down Starfire. I mean, like not to say that she's not like innocent and like kind of naive in like the alien sense, yeah. but they really like made her a girly like kind of ditz, I guess you could say, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Really overplayed like the beast boy, like, Oh, yeah, just craziness. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost kind of like Scooby-Doo yeah, to me. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. Except- I mean, probably not so extreme. Yeah. Yeah. But I get what you're saying with that. And I think it was like the, the justice league for a younger demographic. And I think it was less Which fits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was a little immature. Kind of like the Teen Titans. That's kind of the point. Uh, and I think like, whereas like Justice League was aimed at, you know, teens and young adults, maybe. Yeah. Or, uh, or even like the 35 year olds yeah. at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man babies. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Teen Titans was more aimed at younger kids and maybe teens. Like th- that was kind yeah. of more its demographic. I think that's fair. Where it was goofy enough to appeal to younger kids looking up to, you know, teenage versions of, of heroes and meaningful enough that teenagers would relate to it too. And apparently a guy in his twenties, cause that's what I was. Yeah. Now what about you, Cody? Cause I mean, 
if math is serving or is serving me correctly, you were eight years old eight. when this came out. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, this was, is right up your alley, yeah. right? Like, what, what did this do for you? It was awesome. Like, um, I was going to ask you, Ben, um, did you love the theme song? <laughs> do you remember the theme song at all? It's still good. It's the whole, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I remember it. Didn't, uh, didn't stick with you it as didn't much. Stick I'm sorry. Into yeah, my brain is totally something fine. that I love forever. And no ever, worries. But, uh, I do remember it. I started listening or, I mean, like I, for whatever reason, I looked it up recently. Oh, that's right. Me and me and my kid started watching like, um, uh, a series of shorts called like teen Titans versus Batman. I think it's called that got me into the whole idea of like, like I, was, I was like, Oh, I remember this was a fun theme song. And I've had it stuck in my head for the last couple of days doing research. And I'm like, don't fucking do the last couple words of that song. John. <laughs> don't do that offensive <laughs> Asian accent. But I'm just like, uh, but it's a super catchy I can't song. help myself. Oh, it's, yeah. it is very catchy. So good. And the animation and like just little sequences, super, super great in my opinion too. Yeah. yeah so great. Yeah. That um, whole theme song yeah. and, and the intro titles are fucking fantastic. It starts off super, super great. Um, but yeah, I was eight when it came out and yeah, like with all the other shows that were on Cartoon Network, I mean, uh, another one that this one like kind of had the same kind of vibe i guess you could say or was on the same time was like the static shock show if i don't know if you oh, guys yeah. remember, yeah, like, I remember static that. shock yeah, yeah that yeah, one vaguely remember yeah, i didn't watch it that one much. in my opinion was like super super good but also yeah same kind of similar animation and yeah just like you said like it kind of geared towards the younger audience that um had very kind of sillier moments at like surface level stuff but when it came down to it like you said there was like the overall lesson of the day but had really great overarching stories and took itself super super seriously when it mattered at least like with the character like especially like yeah in the fightings with like villains or if there was any character development those moments were taken very well seriously and then like lightened with all the booyahs and like the yeah crazy, the, 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 <laughs> the kind giant of, yeah, sandwiches yeah the booby the, the, the voice stuff yeah that show was just so long and ongoing when you would come home and watch it the evolution of like dick grayson as robin into nightwing when they showed like the futuristic episode of nightwing and his uh character i don't know if you remember seeing this or if you there's a character called um red x that oh i know yeah. of red x yeah. because of dc future state i was gonna and say, like yeah. everyone got all excited yeah. that red x was coming into the comic that was books all people like my age yeah that were just like so excited to see him get interpreted into comic form and um, yeah it was pretty popular but and i think he's still technically around in future yeah because they were they were doing like titans academy exactly, or something yeah, thank you yeah yeah, he, yeah filled it in titans academy and yeah but that was such a mature storyline to and like a who not even not necessarily who done it but a mystery of who it red x is yeah and who uh, who it it yeah who exactly. is it who is it yeah exactly and they kept it like a secret for so <laughs> long and i remember like yeah just dying to figure out who this character was and um it was a great resolution i guess or like yeah they totally paid off super super well in my opinion i would like to see the episode where where he becomes nightwing if, if you said it was a it was like a flash he into has the a future thing yeah it's a, like a futuristic like episode where like uh I, yeah they have to travel to the future to kind of stop uh god i can't remember exactly what happened but something terrible happens in the past in the present they have to go to the future and you see dick grayson as like a futuristic mulleted nightwing oh uh, no yeah. I, don't, I don't know if i'm gonna have trouble with their time travel it's, rules if something happens in the present and they have to travel to the future to fix it <laughs> ooh. To their credit, here in the future now, mullets are making a comeback. Like Fuck, I was at my daughter's graduation, there was like three kids in junior high with mullets. You live in the fucking hills. My nephew has a mullet. He doesn't even live in the hills. Yeah, but like, oh, yeah, no. cool. mullets no. are coming back, man. Stop yeah, it! It's so weird. Yeah, just stop it. You, you can't keep the mullet <laughs> down, John. Oh, uh, so I mean, they eventually canceled the Teen Titans series. And, and I know there is more to why than just like appealing to smaller children, 
but I, I didn't actually do the research for it, but they, they introduced teen Titans go and it made a bunch of fucking, like you said, man, babies flip their fucking lids because this show was much more geared to the, the little children. Oh, it's goofy as fuck. It came out in 2010 and, uh, my kids were babies and they fucking loved <laughs> this show. And so I ended up watching a lot of teen Titans go with my kids when they were younger. And, uh, it, you know, like it's not serious. It's super goofy. It's ridiculous, but legitimately I can tell you like it worked for what they wanted it to do. I completely agree. Yeah. Like it got my kids in, like they both know who the teen Titans are. They know these characters. And when they see them elsewhere, they're excited Exactly, and yeah. they want to read that shit. Give them the terror of Trigon. Yeah. <laughs> see how they feel about that. Yeah. But like, so it, it, it did appeal to a new demographic. And honestly, like I was a little put off by it at first as well. Cause it is just, it's such a departure from the, uh, and, and I mean, it had like the same voice acting cast, like, yeah. they, like they, all the voices carried <laughs> yeah. over. It was like the sequel to the 2003 one. And it was just such a harsh animation change, change yeah. like animation and just tone, and just tone yeah, attitude totally, yeah. and everything that, that it was, uh, it was rough for me as someone who was enjoying the previous one, but it is, it's grown on me over time. And I actually like their take and ability to take the piss out of just like mainline DC heroes and, and like oh, the, yeah. that meta look at itself is, uh, is, is pretty fucking sweet. It's good. Yeah. Right. I agree. I'm I glad really you were able to like take a step back and like, or not even take a step back, but be open-minded and not eat. Cause you, like you said, you were really loving the 2003 series and yeah, it's, like you said, you could have easily been a, one of those man babies. That's just like, this yeah. is so different. It's, it's terrible. It's the same voice actors, but the animation is terrible. And it's just geared towards babies, but I'm glad you had kids that liked it. And if you watch it enough, you just, with an open enough mind and just take it for what it is. It's yeah. that, like you said, and like they were able to really hammer home on all that meta uh, stuff that doesn't necessarily make sense. All the continuity, like inaccuracies that DC has, they will not shy away from. And it's great. Like yeah. th th there's definitely some stuff for adults, even if it has a kid tone, but like you said, like that's so cool that your kids are going to be able to grow up knowing the characters and a DC, I think is doing a decent job right now of at least, like you said, exposing them in that regard. And then they can grow up and read some of the things that are pushing more towards like a young teen, like uh, audience, which is pretty popular. There's like a lot of like Raven and um, Beast Boy, like young adult graphic novels that are out right now. Oh yeah. And yeah. those sell so well. Yeah. It's the crazy. Gabriel Piccolo. Artwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 They just seem like quality stories that like characters that people know. So um, yeah, I'm glad that they'll know those characters. Yeah. It's really good. And I could tell what they were getting out of it and what I ended up getting out of it are totally different. Cause like a lot of, you know, especially early on, they, they don't understand all the, you know, poking fun at some of the tropes and making fun of some of the, the in intricacies and oddities. In yeah. The kind of universe. like in a, in like an Animaniacs or tiny mm -hmm. tunes yeah, way. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and I, and I really dug that. Whereas my kids would run around the house screaming like waffles, waffles, waffles. And like, <laughs> okay. I don't get why that's funny at all. <laughs> but uh, you guys like it but as long so, as you know who's saying okay. it that's okay yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I was one of those big man babies like even though i wasn't such a big fan of the teen Titans series when i saw teen titans go coming out i was just like what the fuck is this like get totally. this out of my face this is stupid and i've i've since come around maybe it's because i have a kid these days i've i've come around to it i get it more even though you know i i feel like you don't have to cancel one to have the other but i don't know i mean at least 
coming out of that, we got the Young Justice animated say, series. Like, That's why Young Justice exists. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah, nice. I mean, that for me is is fucking tops like like that's quality animation um quality writing and, and uh, i mean like to the point to where it got canceled after two seasons and fans brought it back totally quality you know, voice like, acting sorry yeah like no absolutely yeah. yeah and it's still got a that sense of kind of immaturity and levity that um that the teen titans should have yeah like it shouldn't be super dark and serious all the time like you know these are kids doing this shit it's yeah, definitely and, more dark and serious. I would well, say. and, yeah. and oh, yeah. even, <laughs> yes, yeah. But even as the kids have grown up, mm-hmm. you know, between seasons two and three, and they're all, you know, or I guess it happened in season two when they, when they got older, but you know, they carried it on with season three. Like there are new characters who are coming in, who take the place as the new people and the young people to Robin's now Nightwing and like Superboy and McGann being, being a couple, like I haven't seen the latest season. Um, I, I didn't quite finish all of season three and it's been so long that I need to start back from the beginning. I fucking love that show. It's great. And it might also be because the, uh, the justice league would show up and you know, anytime Superman's showing up, it's, 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 it's pretty fucking slick. That's, that's what I dig. Yeah. You, I mean, you get more red tornado there than you do in, anything else <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah that shows absolutely just so good like you said just quality all around super super love it i have yet to see see the newest season yeah but yeah, I, yeah phantoms i think is yeah, the newest definitely. one outsiders was season three yeah but that's H- hbo max right yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're all on hbo max sweet, 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 yeah sweet, i've only yeah. seen the first two seasons the ones that were on like broadcast tv because i'm old that wasn't a plug for HBO Max, by the way. We're not sponsored by HBO Max. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, so we're, we're sponsored by Hulu. Yeah. So, so we, we're not allowed to talk so about HBO Max. Fine from yeah, no, ben, ben will edit that out. We're okay, fine. cool. Thank you. Sweet. But, yeah. um, but then I guess on the other TV front, you know, on the DC Universe app and now HBO Max, we had the live action Teen Ti- or the live action Titans series that we, uh, we referred to earlier. What do you guys think? Have you have you seen any of it? I haven't ben? seen. I watched Doom Patrol instead, and I I think I Doom made the Patrol's right decision. So fucking good. I think you probably do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't love their casting for some of these characters more, especially Dick Grayson. I think that was like it's absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. The overall tone of the show it takes away all the lighthearted teenness completely out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, from immediately from the fuck Batman trailer. I mean, yeah. that was like yeah, you you knew immediately like this is not the Dick Grayson that. As a teenager, kind of growing up, obviously he's gone through a lot more stuff. This is not the Dick Grayson that would lead the Justice League. Exactly, yeah. Or the, even the Teen Titans, for that matter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like yeah, a leadership role for him. But um, yeah, when that first season ended on kind of a cliffhanger, I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I so can't you never came yet. back for season two? I never paid for it. I think I watched the first episode of it to see how it see how season one ended technically i would say the first episode of season two is like the finale of season one if, yeah if you will but um yeah it was fine and but yes I know, i've never come around i heard what the storylines that they were going to do and they've done uh maybe Shit. yeah that and i'll maybe come around to it i but. was i was hoping you would have watched it all because i i've tried a couple times just to watch the first episode of season two and i have trouble getting through it oh no the I, I, I enjoyed yeah. season one and like they introduced Superboy in season two. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't this yeah. be great for me? But it's just, <laughs> it's just hard. I can usually find positivity in 
enjoyment in almost anything. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, especially when there's just so much, so much other good stuff on and time to invest when they're pumping everything out, that melodrama amongst the teen Titans is the last thing that I want to be watching in my free time. I guess if that makes sense. And hearing that is why I watched Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because I heard good things I mean, about it. Mm-hmm, I yeah. still haven't watched the second season of Doom Patrol. Is there the, is there a third one out yet? I don't think so. I don't uh, think okay, so. But, no. I mean, that first season I fucking loved. Yeah, second season was good too. All right. Oh, you watched it all? Oh shit! Hey, I watched something you didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's weird. It is weird. <laughs> um, besides the Expanse. You should watch the expanse. Never going to watch the, the expanse at this point. <laughs> it is never going to happen. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen somebody watch the expanse. I've, you watch the expanse? Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah. No, really? I okay, love that cool. show. I've, 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 you know, I'm, I'm mildly intrigued just because of how much you've talked yeah. about it, but I feel like at this point, I can't watch the expanse. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be one of those things that, like, on my deathbed, maybe. I'm going to make you do an episode about it. All right, let's see how that goes. <laughs> you better bring on a fan of the expanse because I'm going to have some talking to do. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. you're, gonna try to fuck, you. you're gonna try to fucking corner me on the expanse eat shit now um it's got superboy in it final episode of the last season you got to get all the way through it to i mean really, for it's it like to really pay off, off. Like, <laughs> you, you don't know this character superboy until the very last episode and fucking smallville so. i will never do an episode on smallville that fucking bullshit finale that i actually watched because I was so excited that there was going to be a suit and it was fucking CGI. Did you watch all the way up to it? You seem like the no. prime age of somebody no. that would have watched all the, like every episode, like almost as it came out. Like I was, but the problem was I had good taste. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I watched it for the first season and it was, you know, freak of the week. And then uh, I feel like I watched a couple episodes around like season four or five when he started showing powers. And then I watched, I did watch most of the last season when they started doing like Justice Society yeah, stuff. actual stuff. Like yeah. Dr. Fate was showing up, mm-hmm. Hawkman. I was like, okay, I'm in for this. And then at the end of the season, like we're going to get Superman in the finale. And it just, yeah, whatever. Ugh, anyone who was there knows what I'm talking about. I think there are some good moments in Smallville, in my opinion. Eat shit. I'm get sorry. No, I'm it's, it's okay. I think there's, I think Michael Robinson's mom is one of the better, like Lex Luthor. Yeah. There's been a lot of great Lex Luthor's mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it ran for 10 seasons for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it 10 just, seasons? Yeah, yeah dude, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it just wasn't for me. It's not like compared was to Was it 10 or, or was it 9? I don't uh, know. I think it's like, yeah, I think it was, it's 10. It was, so, yeah. it was either 9 or 10. But either yeah. way, I'm surprised. It's, yeah. it's not bad by any means. So do we, I feel like we've, we've good and covered. Uh, the content? Tit- yeah, Titans throughout history. So do we want to move on to uh, structure, do a little favorite use in pop culture? Yeah. We'll start with our guest, Mr. Mr. Smith. What um what is your favorite use of Teen Titans in pop culture? It can be it can be a comic, it can be a TV series, it could be a, a McDonald's toy tie-in that really hits you right. God, I wish they did that. That'd be super fun. Those Teen Titans on yeah. the ruse you had when yeah, you were a kid. Yeah. Like I said, I've always loved Robin. Um, I'm sorry, gosh, I wish I could say that I have had a super like intimate moment with the Teen Titans, like in my free time. Yeah, And it doesn't have to be intimate. It could be a very broad idea. It can be whatever you want it to be. Like, like it could be the, anything that, that Teen Titans did to influence the world in a certain way. Wow. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) You can go big or small. I mean, figure it out. Oh gosh, no! I like I said, I guess out of all the exposure that I got to it or I got from Teen Titans, I'm trying to decide if I think my first uh, exposure from the comic is more impactful or if the TV show is more impactful. Well, I think I'm gonna have to say the, the TV show. If, I, I was gonna say with yeah. this being new to you, this format, um, 
if if you um if you want us to go first, sure, that's just yeah. fine. So so you can so so we're not just putting the uh, the onus and the pressure on you. Sure, if you guys, yeah, I mean, I so take yeah. the, the top two good ones, and you'll be left with yeah. whatever. No, yeah, like you'll have to say, oh, I agree. Like I said, I can't think of anything else, even though I'm sure you guys are going to say amazing ones, but, um, yeah, just the excitement of coming home to watch the Cartoon Network like shows, um, specifically, yeah, the Teen Titans one and yeah, just like falling on like the edge of your seat, just watching like the storylines and stuff was super, super cool and not being like ashamed to like watch like cartoons and stuff. Not to say like that was silly at the time, but you I were remember, eight. I know. I would, but when you're in fifth grade, to, like sixth grade, you want to be the cool kids that are watching like sports or like, or, yeah, that are just not necessarily. That was me watching power Rangers in like yeah, seventh and eighth exactly. grade. Like when I was clearly too old yeah, for that. Like, like between like fifth and like, well, yeah. So I was like eight going through like, but like eight to like 11 or so. Yeah. You definitely, are I, I remember like reading mangas like at my school like with paper like around the side because I, I remember like just thinking like oh that's kind of really <laughs> silly I don't want them to see like the bindings or like the covers of them and stuff they didn't notice you were reading that book backwards yeah <laughs> Kids are so stupid. Obviously, no, they can't see all my kids are pages. fucking dumb. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I'm sure the teacher thought that something was very, very weird. They're like, "Oh no, he doesn't. Un- he doesn't know how to read. We, we failed. failed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't understand." But uh, no, yeah, that was definitely what I think kept me hooked on the Teen Titans for so long, and wanted, uh, yeah, what made me even have the inclination to understand the lonely place of dying like story that i was reading and mm-hmm. yeah like if it weren't for that to have the context of who the characters were from that get-go and being able to go back and forth between that story i probably wouldn't have finished it and then liked comics i probably just would have been like oh this is this is weird i have to read this batman issue and then go over to like all these new characters that i've never heard anything about or don't know anything about and connect the dots but now that was like similar to your kids, Ben, like to have some sort of context from an early age mm-hmm. in their case, Teen Titans go in my case, just Teen Titans. It's yeah. I think what's kept it around and I'm hoping there's more like not the current Titans show on HBO max, but maybe like a different like cartoon or something that's uh, not young justice. That's like, yeah, I got the rotating characters. Like you said, cause there's so many yeah, that they can pull from the comics and HBO max. Yeah. I can do. Yeah. Yeah. So much. So, yeah, that's definitely my pick. I'm sorry if it's like nothing like super, super crazy. Don't apologize to us. Apologize to, to both of our listeners because it's them you're letting down. <laughs> yeah, we, we require something crazy. No, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with something a bit more broad. And this may be stretching the um, parameters of favorite use in pop culture, you know, because it's it's not a singular thing. But what I what I love about what teen Titans has done for the pop culture, in my opinion, is just the exposure of the artists that have worked on these titles. So it's introduced to the mainstream people like Todd knock and Tom Grummet, who are, you know, uh, Paul Pelletier on the Titans series in the late nineties. Um, and even though George Perez was established before, like his artwork there, like that, that, that kind of catapulted him to another level. He wasn't just, you know, a justice league and fantastic four artist. He all of a sudden was co-creator of this giant, like, like behemoth of a, uh, of a comics project. And it really hit me when I was doing research for the show, how many of my favorite artists, like just mentioning, you know, Todd knock, Tom Grummet and Paul Pelletier, those guys have the largest sections in my comic book boxes because the the ones that I actually put in uh in specific spots I, I I label my comics by creator 
I mean, I've got lots of boxes that have random books, but like I want to go back and look at these artists here and Paul Pelletier, Todd Nock and Tom Grummet are without a doubt the largest ones. I think Dan Mora is closing oh, in on those. That's such an artist thing to do. Oh, to keep your, like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine anybody else that isn't either in like writer or artist that would do any, it that way. That's yeah. so, Cause th- those yeah. are the books I want to, if I feel like looking at a, at a Paul Pelletier book, like I'm, I'm going to look it up at his teen Titans work or his Titans work was great, but all, you know, I just, I love how many fantastic artists have come from those books. And, um, and I mean, Tom Grummet was meant for teen Titans. He draws mm-hmm. young heroes so well. Like there's a reason why he drew Robin, he drew Superboy. um, you know, Teen Titans or, you know, the Titans, new Titans, I think at the time, um, he was the designer of the, the second, uh, Nightwing costume where they, where they leaned it up a bit. And I think to this day, that's probably my favorite costume. They, they had a callback to it in, uh, in the future state, uh, Titans book. That was really good. But, um, yeah, I think that my favorite use in pop culture is, is the, the artists that have come from that shit that's good nice. no that was good yeah yeah you mentioned like brett booth earlier i had no idea he did the art on that like 90s run that i've never even like heard of that's crazy or, no yeah. he was on a uh, new 52 oh, new, oh was it really yeah. yeah that's crazy yeah there you go man and he's super popular now a lot of people love yeah. Brett booth, yeah, man. yep that was his uh his re-emergence because for a long time for several years he, he i don't know he just disappeared and I think I remember hearing that he was like living out of his car for a little bit, like before <laughs> oh, the, that, yeah. like Anita Blake, uh, vampire mm-hmm. stuff for Marvel came about. Like he had just disappeared when the, when the industry collapsed, but yeah, he's great. Interesting. No, that was a really good one, man. That's, That's better than mine. Yeah, super true. Woo! Nice. John nailed Wins, it. Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for mine, uh, I, I, I'm going with, uh, the teen Titans go versus teen Titans movie. Oh, I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I have. Only bits. It's just fun. It's just yeah. a fun fucking movie. Yeah. It because it, it basically it does the whole you know multiverse thing where they the both those Teen Titans teams you know meet together they fight and then they have to take on uh, Trigon you know like double Trigon you have like the Teen Titans go Trigon and the more much more serious, serious Teen Titans trigon. trigon and and it's just the whole thing is meta as fuck where they go through all the critiques of why teen titans was better than teen titans <laughs> go like throughout the movie because they're addressing the fact that you know teen titans go these guys are not great superheroes and uh they're not telling great superhero stories it's a different thing but at the end there's like a metaversal battle where they bring like all the teen titans and it's got like a super friends looking teen titan which i didn't even know what it was from but it's probably referencing that's that crazy. Filmation. Oh, filmation. Wow, shit. that's crazy. It's, got, it's also got something that they clearly made up that look like Steamboat Willie oh, cartoon characters and shit. But, oh, so hell But it's got, it's got straight up uh, George Perez looking Starfire flying around. And like, it's cool at the end where you've got all these Titans. I want to see that. Cool, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. I want to go to there. And it's got Weird Al voicing um, Gentleman Ghost. Okay. Which, speaking of Weird Al, in, in Teen Titans Go, he voiced Darkseid. Which I think is flawless. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. We did an episode on Weird Al very oh, really? early on. Oh yeah, we're gonna go see him in September. Nice. He was big Weird Al fans. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, very very important to our uh, <laughs> to our uh, our development. That's cool. No, no, that's great. I mean, I I still haven't seen Teen Titans go to the movies, which that one was you know, good looks too. great. That was and good too, yeah. 
I a contender for my favorite use in pop culture, but unfortunately it couldn't trump all the uh, all the great interactions I've had with Titans over the years was um, was I think it's called Teen Titans versus Batman on uh, on HBO Max, where it's just a series of little shorts that has the, it always opens up with like Batman going to the Batcave and watching it's like he's watching TV of like little shorts with Teen Titans and sometimes Commissioner Gordon shows up to watch with him but it, it is it is just a hilarious fucking show and I think it's like as extreme as it could get with like the Teen Titans Go style and I really appreciate that you know which is ironic because I didn't like Teen Titans Go itself but me and the kid watched several episodes and we absolutely loved it so that that is special but it but it just couldn't it couldn't take over the rest of my life yeah. but i see with somebody like 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 you ben that that doesn't have that kind of attachment to teen titans at all like that that yeah. being very special yep well yeah. and teen titans go to the movie has a lot of superman in it so yeah with nick out. cage doing the voice yeah <laughs> oh man finally get the nick cage superman i never got it's just all like it's just so, so meta in, yeah meta it's and so inside meta, yeah. jokes and like little jabs it's yeah, uh it's crazy oh, it's great no, it's good. Yeah, love Teen Titans Go. But I have to. I have to check out the one. What is it called again? The where he's Batman's watching the. I think it. I think it's called Teen Titans versus Batman. But on, on HBO Batman. Max, cool. Look up Teen Titans. It'll it'll pop up. Nice. Because that's that's what we were doing, and she's like versus Batman because she loves Batman. That's her favorite. Totally. Um. So let's get into final thoughts and one word review. Benjamin. Oh boy. I know. I don't have a. I've got one, but I don't like it. I also got one, and I hate it. I have to think of another one. Yeah, let's yeah. think of the worst ones yeah, we can. Exactly. Yeah, that'd, that'd be funny. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was looking for for a certain kind of word, so I went to thesaurus.com, and uh, it gave me this word. So here we go. Best I can come up with. I'm going with developed. Because I wanted to find a word. Starfire's got boobies. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that second Wonder Girl costume. Yeah, yeah. All right. And that's in the podcast. Yeah, there we go. Thanks for joining us. And we're out. Yeah, yeah. Star, um, Starfire has big tits and we're out. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I was looking for a word that would convey, you know, what I love about Teen Titans. Where, like, they start off these, as these fucking kids. And we've watched them grow into adults. Like I said, you don't see that type of development from Superman or Batman or Flash or any of them, even though you've been with them just as long. And even though they somehow haven't aged at the same rate as these kids, uh, it's been really great to watch these kids grow up and to experience first teen problems. And, you know, they're being rebellious and socially conscious and just like, you know, they're, they're teenagers and then seeing them grow into young adults and responsible young adults. And, you know, sometimes it goes wrong. Sometimes it goes right. But um, I've really enjoyed watching their journey. You see more of it than you would as, you know, Robin as Batman's sidekick. You know, like you don't see him developing in that. It's a Batman book and, and Robin's his sidekick. So in a book like Teen Titans, you know, like I know I or at least I heard it was very important to Marv Wolfman and George Perez, that they were actually treating the characters as individuals and developing individual storylines for them. And that was something I loved even back before I knew that, you know, like I said, with Wally West, like all of a sudden having a condition where his speed is killing him and he has to decide to not be a superhero, but he's still in the book. Like it's, it, it's very interesting to me just watching these heroes grow into responsible adults. So watching them develop into, um, more fully fleshed characters and not just sidekicks. 
bam, done. Did Super it. good, yeah. I agree, yeah. And that's pretty much what I was angling for also. Yeah, a likely story. Wait, the one you hated? So I just did something you hate? No, no, I can't. I, <laughs> you just hated your word? That was the general idea I was going for, <laughs> and I didn't like the word that I was going to try and use for it. Okay. Uh, I'm still not thrilled with it. But it was, uh, but I'm going to go with transcendent because you're right. That does suck. The, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the cool thing about Teen Titans for me is that it, it took, like I said, it took sidekicks. Like Robin was kind of a, I don't, I don't know. I always felt Robin was a bit of a joke prior to this. Saying. Like he was just this fucking kid in, in a goofy fucking outfit. I never thought Robin's outfit was, was cool. You don't like pixie boots and, and, uh, uh bare legs. He looks like a doof and like Batman's all, you know, in, in dark skulking in the shadow. And he's got this kid in bright fucking yellow tailing him. Like he wants that kid to die. Yeah. He's drawing the fire. That's a fucking bullseye. Yeah. If I've ever seen one. And so it's fun to see those sidekicks come out into their own and be like, you know, see Dick Grayson become Nightwing, see them become their own characters. Now with some of the Teen Titans, they were created as that. They weren't, you know, they started as sidekicks and then you get folks that weren't, but they all kind of came into their own as full characters still. Like, that's cool. Like, like take someone that like Aqualad, like, oh, you fucking, who the fuck is Aqualad? I don't give a shit about Aqualad. A, it's a stupid name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Aquaman, you know, he's always been kind of B tier for me anyway. So his yeah. sidekick's going to be lower than that. <laughs> but then in Young Justice, like, he's a cool fucking character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And so to be able to take underdeveloped characters and build them into something of their own and have them kind of, you know, go beyond the weird little sidekick niche that they filled before that is, uh, is pretty sweet. So I would say that. If I had to sum it up into one word, like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Teen Titans is like wholeheartedness or like, uh, yeah, just having like a non-jaded like sense about them in comparison to like the Justice League or like the full grown like superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. I like. um, Genuine. Yeah, exactly. Just exactly. And like not, um, not like beaten yet, I guess you could say, like for lack of a better word, like as adults, like, you know, Batman's brooding, you know. I love Superman in the sense that he's very optimistic, but, um, but nothing, he's the best, he's the best, but some bad <laughs> things have to happen eventually. And, and those stories are obviously great, but, um, yeah, <laughs> but obviously with all these adults, uh, superheroes, they've been tried and gone through their, um, ordeals that have just kind of shaped them into their way. And you get your lesson taught at the end, but it's not necessarily, in my opinion, as impactful or effective as seeing somebody that was completely oblivious to it beforehand, I guess. Like, it's literally like they're learning the lesson for the first time as the reader could be potentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, with you as the reader could be too. And that's what I loved. Sometimes I don't want to read a comic where necessarily the main character is brooding the whole time or has everything figured out necessarily, or is one step ahead of the villain. Yeah. Like, even though they might be from a superhero standpoint, they might be learning a lesson from a human like side. Like you said, like the idea of having Wally West stay in the book with choosing not to use his powers purely from a humanistic, like related side is so bold and like, and very, very cool. And I would say argue to the potential success of the book like obviously like why it would so people wanted to stay with it for so long and why it's so great so yeah just like the not necessarily lightness because there obviously are lessons to be learned and like in serious issues being addressed but for the most part yeah they are they are optimistic characters that are looking at people as innocent until 
given the reason to be thought of as otherwise, which yeah, is what I think. Yeah, there's like a purity. Ex exactly. Thank you. That's a perfect word to kind of like describe it. Yeah, that's great. And that's always, in my opinion, something that you need as a comic book reader. I feel like comic book creators and comics in general are kind of really trying to get away. They're trying to be like as unpure as possible, yeah. which is, I feel like, yeah, yeah. It's, which is totally fine. I mean, like that has its audience too, but every now and like I said, I, I kind of want to read some wholesome, not necessarily yeah, wholesome, but still real i guess yeah not say, yeah. cynical and, exactly yeah, yeah not jaded yeah well they don't have 80 to 100 years of baggage yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> like some yeah. other folks shit robin's getting there <laughs> right i think robin has had his 80th anniversary yeah or is that or is that this oh yeah it was yeah it was in 19 yeah yeah i think it was yeah damn yeah, yeah it's crazy Ooh. again for the first like 30 years of that he wasn't even hardly a real character yeah yeah, he was pretty one-dimensional. He was like a set piece more than anything. So yeah. like, you still have something to work with. Whereas, like, how many comics do you read now where Batman learns a lesson? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like Batman is who Batman is. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and, he, and, you, and even if they wanted to do something where they changed him, people would lose their shit. Totally, yeah. They're <laughs> locked into to a character there. There's, there's no flexibility. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't good in my opinion. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not good at all. Oh, That's oops. why I don't read much in the way of new Batman comics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before we go here, Ben, uh, what? Uh, how absurd is Titan's Tower? Oh, it's insane. I mean, you could probably build it, but it would be an engineering marvel. I was going to say, from an engineering standpoint, you'd be, yeah, oh, you probably know, those, yeah. I mean, it's a cantilever, so it, it helps that it's hanging out on both sides, so you could bring that so around to bear on the, uh, uh, on the center, but you'd have to have some insane structural members on the bottom. Like, the first floor of the like top of the T would probably not be an actual floor. It would just be girders <laughs> yeah, it would just be straight structural members holding up the rest of that shit you could right. do it. it it's it is doable it always seemed pretty silly it's a little on the nose yeah <laughs> yeah and and i i remember i think it was the uh the devin grace and like mid late 90s run or the late 90s run where i believe it, it was that one where they made the tower itself like a hologram but the base was all underground or maybe that was know. the jeff johns one i don't remember I was like, that's smart. You still have your island with the big T, but you're not. I mean, it also seems like something very easy for someone to fuck up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you like hit, you hit the, right the bottom spot, of that. The whole yeah. thing's going down, yeah. man. Um, but thank you very much, Cody, for uh, for coming in and jamming with us and being on this episode. Sorry we kept you so long. Thank you for having me. This was a fun day. I got to jam and talk about Teen Titans. For the most part, that was super, super fun. You guys rock. Um, yeah, thanks again for having me and RIP George Perez. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jeez, absolutely. Uh, do you have any social medias that you want people to follow do you, you on? Do you want people to contact you? <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. Like if you, I guess if you wanted to reach me, stop by A1 Comics Roseville. Um, yeah, that's, uh, we'll be happy to take care of you and talk about any like comic stuff. Don't feel pressured to buy anything. Like I said, we're just happy to talk about comic stuff. Come to A1 Comics, yeah. bring money. Don't. Yeah. You can come in homeless. doesn't matter. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Feel free to stop by. And thanks again for having me guys. It was yeah, super of course. Fun, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, you're gonna regret that. There's so many homeless people that listen. Yeah, to this I know. Uh, uh, that's, that's what they do with their with their government phones. All right. Well, thank you, folks, for striking out on your own and listening to uh, this episode with us today. If you want to let us know how we did, you can email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias at Facebook, Geeksploration the Podcast page, Twitter, Geeksplore Pod, or Instagram at Geeksploration Podcast. You can also call us, and you should, at 916-ORC-TURD. That is 
O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And we hope to hear from you regarding anything. And if you enjoyed today's show, uh, feel free to drop by uh, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a five star fire review. We've got, we've got uh, swag at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. We've uh, got a Discord, and we are a member of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time, Titans, Titans Together! together!